You are in the rabbit hole. The rabbit hole was conceptualized upon a deal made with comedian Rob Beckett. Each week we throw a topic of conversation down the hole and see where we end up. Welcome to the rabbit hole. What do Samuel L. Jackson, Neil Buchanan, and Instagram have to do with procrastination? Find out as I discuss a number of different methods to avoid procrastinating and get shiz done with the master of procrastination and determination both in equal measure, Mr. Colin White. Colin is owner of bespoke clothing label The Quartermasters and is something of an Instagram guru. Known for his funny observations, real conversations, and not forgetting the way he sips his coffee, which keep thousands of followers entertained on a daily basis. So come with us now, as we go down the rabbit hole. So, um, Colin, the subject of this podcast is procrastination versus determination. Yes. Does that mean anything to you? Um, I feel it's extremely apt that you've selected me for this subject. I feel like that's been my life's work, the struggle between the two. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. I feel it's very appropriate. I actually, do you know, I remember this morning when I was thinking about, you know, uh, things I might want to prepare or remember, you know, for this, for this podcast. Um, I bought a book some years ago called overcoming procrastination mm. um it's probably still on amazon it's by dr somebody or other it's quite a sl- like a slim book mm. and i remember seeing it on a shelf and thinking it was brilliant this has probably been written for me and i bought it um, and i never finished fucking reading it <laughs> <laughs> i think thumbs it all up really did you um, from it at all i think i can't remember now i read the first couple of chapters enthusiastically and then I put it down and then I put it you know on the side and thought I must finish that and then I just never did what which is really I think doctor what's his name probably failed there because or I did I don't know one of us failed horrendously I true story (laughs) I love that I think like (laughs) books for me are the thing that I procrastinate over the most I always have loads of books going at the same time and rarely finish them I used to devour books when I was much younger and I had fewer distractions and fewer responsibilities um I can read a book now if I'm on holiday um but I like last year we we went to um we went to Finland to see Jess's parents I was I was reading a book intently and I think I got to like the penultimate chapter and then it was time to get off the plane and you know come home and uh, I just didn't finish it because I wasn't in that mode anymore I wasn't like in book reading mode I was in I was home now so I was like oh well I never know how that turns out <laughs> it's just kind of weird right but I knew I'd never finished it it sat on my bedside table for weeks mm. after we got back um and then I just realized that I'm, I'm never going to pick that up it just is odd isn't it yeah it just it just takes me a bit of time to like get into a book so I, if I start to read one I really have to like give it my full attention before I start like the first 
chapter or so I'm always just like kind of reading and then forgetting what I've read because my mind starts starts going somewhere yeah. and I can read over it and you then have to really commit you have to yeah. really commit yeah committed then you can get into it and then you can see it through but even then sometimes it takes me a long time to finish books these days whereas I used to always read a lot when I was younger and churn through books yeah the same absolutely I wonder if that's now because um just the way that we take in information these days is just completely different to how we used to since yeah smartphones and etc cetera, etc cetera. so maybe that's why our reading capacity has gone down I don't know probably yeah but I guess <laughs> back in the old days there was nothing to do but read books and write each other letters and things yeah. whereas now we're just like bombarded by little tiny bits of information all day all the time and it's just like oh uh, so you're just kind of like constantly just trying to you know put out all these little fires and read these little bits of information and dismiss them and dismiss them but it's just a constant like barrage of it of, it's an onslaught of information so really you have to be in a in a completely different headspace don't you to actually sit and absorb one single source of information like a book and, and i admire people that can still do that in this day and age but i really struggle you know <laughs> i really do struggle to do that i know um I do like audiobook. And you listen to audio you run, don't you? Mm, I don't think I've no, I can't listen to audiobooks when I run. I, I listen to techno when I run. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and sometimes if I want to go fast then some like drum and bass or occasionally nine inch nails. Nine inch nails are very good for running. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I always yeah, I like heavy rock for uh, for any kind of gym activity. Yeah. Yeah. If the music's not there, I can't do it. The only yeah. thing All this time I thought you were like running along at a rate of knots, listening to something really like intellectual. And I was like, there she goes. Amazing. <laughs> no, really, it's just like heavy techno. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Actually, when I was um, running the marathon, I did for a couple of times, I had these um, motivational speakers. Like they were on the Nike running app and this like American. Oh, really? Like you're doing really well. You're at mile one. Keep going. <laughs> like, oh. um, so they were like Samuel L. Jackson or someone on there. Like, you know, run, motherfucker. <laughs> Just like so telling you to run. <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? You'd be like, <laughs> but even with audiobooks, yeah. still. The same as with reading like an actual book, I still will just go off in my head and start thinking about things and then think, shit, what did what was he just talking about? What have they been saying? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get that as well. It's like it's like driving, isn't it? You know, sometimes you can just completely um disassociate and then you realise you you're kind of halfway to your destination, but you haven't been paying any attention to driving. So you're like, Who's driven me here? Where because I've been somewhere else, you know, like you just no idea what they just said but also if you like rewind the podcast a bit you go oh yeah I did hear this so part of you was listening but like the you the con the primary conscious you I guess wasn't really listening it was somewhere else it's weird isn't it I had a, an epiphany fairly recently that you've got kind of this inner monologue between your kind of driver and navigator so there's like one part of you that just wants to go and do things and get it done and finding a way to do it and then the other part of you that's kind of figuring out actually where are we going why are we doing it and stuff mm. and it's like this kind of tussle between the two of them and sometimes the driver just wants to go yeah but the navigator's 
no, wait, we haven't figured out where we're going yet. We can't just go. Yes. Wait a second. So, um, where are we recording this from? I am sitting in the back room of the shop where I used to do my podcast, which um, we haven't done any for, for about a year or so. Mm. The guys that I used to do it with have all been extremely busy and been doing other things. And I have actually thought perhaps I should do it, you know, just like this, sit here with a laptop and just do it. Um, mm. But I kind of, I liked the fact that it was quite like social in yeah. a way, like old school social, like actual people in the room together rather than just faces on a screen. No offence, this is like less appealing to me because it's like I can see you, but I'd, I'd rather be in the same room as you. So we are in the back of the shop on the old high street in Folkestone. This shop opened in 2013. Nearly seven years, yeah. Wow. That's the longest longest job I've ever held down. So you didn't procrastinate it? No, it was, it, no, I didn't really. I had to, um, had to do it. It was sort of like a now or never uh, moment, you know. I was um, a store manager at a subway, also still doing graphic design um, as a sideline. I was also doing um, uh, film work as an extra. Um, I was doing lookalike work and weird bits of modeling and stuff like that. And just kind of anything really. I had uh, a young, Theo was like two years old at the time and I was just like trying to do anything to bring, bring in the money, you know? Mm. Um, so it was around, well, he was born like 2010. So yeah, 2010, 11, 12 was a really hard time. I think the economy it was really hard to get a job. Uh, no one wanted to give anyone a contract. Um, and yeah, having moved down here and taken that job, it was like, oh, yeah, the, the salary wasn't ideal. So I was like, just trying to like uh, bump it up with anything else really. And then obviously made the ridiculous decision to go into business myself, which um, I had to kind of like bootstrap for the first year or two with, with, with no money at all and be like the poorest ever. Mm. Um, but it was like, a, you know, the trade off between uh, I could, could, you know, I could carry on doing this forever, working with someone else um, and, you know, be earning some kind of wage, but basically be fundamentally unhappy. Yeah. and feel like I'm not really doing what I want to do in my life yeah. or I could go do what I want to do in my life probably be skinned for quite a while but at least I'd be living a kind of truer more like authentic existence yes. and so I went for that I said fuck it let's just try that mm. if it doesn't work I'll go get a job you know mm. why not so yeah here we are and it did work <laughs> you have to be true to yourself and do what makes um, your belly get fired up that's good I'm glad I'm happy for you and so thank you and so you've built it up over the last seven years and you're like now a little bit of an like an Instagram star right. the way you come across on um on social media is also it's very authentic and very real and very you and yeah um yeah just wondered if you could talk to me about that a little bit okay sure um it was just a case of uh rattling around in here on my own a lot um, after my uh, business partner left because um, there were three of us originally um, and then and then there were two and I think after like maybe two years it was just me so the last however long um, it's just been me rattling around and it was a kind of a case of like wanting to just 
communicate with other people and feel like I was less like alone I think because um yeah that's as a creative you kind of want to you want to create but I think everything that we create is 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 a part of like vocalizing our thoughts and our messages and stuff and if we're just doing that but then they're just it's like firing arrows into into space if they're not connecting with anything it's like uh, why am I doing this mm-hmm. so you kind of making a connection is really important um ideally if we can commodify those messages and turn them into products and people buy them because they resonate with the messages enough then sweet we can live off that um so that's obviously the kind of life that i try to create um but even if i'm not selling anything it's just like really important to me just to have those make those connections and find those like-minded people and uh you know and that so I think it was um, I liked the idea that you could just do that really instantly and really kind of effortlessly Um, particularly with Instagram stories I think when they started to do that because before I I'd sort of dabbled with um, I think it was called Periscope um, and uh, Snapchat and those kind of things where you could literally just hold down a button do something and then bosh off it goes and I kind of liked that because Otherwise, it, it just removed the uh, the danger of procrastination. It just meant you can't overthink it. You just got to do it. You just got to be real in this moment. Say what you think or whatever. This is happening now. Bosh, off it goes. And there's not. You can't really hold back. It's just like. And it was a tool to really help me to overcome that. You know, because um, I don't post to the to the main Instagram feed very often because I will agonize over what I'm going to post and I'll spend ages probably retouching the imagery and uh, writing the the spiel and choosing hashtags and you know and then only like a couple hundred people might like it and it was just like oh and you've spent hours doing that That's where still, is the I, I get very excited if 20 people like mine oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right but I think the trade-off between amount of time spent and actual pe- actual connections made wasn't the best whereas with a story, you can just go, you hold your thumb down, take a sip of coffee and, you know, like triple the amount of people see it Yay. and react to it. And it's like, oh, cool. That was like virtually no effort and I've reached more people. So, mm. oh, I'll just do that. So that's why I hardly post anything, but I'm like quite prolific on the stories because it's like this constant like catharsis for me to kind of go, oh, I feel brilliant, or oh, I feel shit, or oh, it's raining, or I'm drinking coffee, or here's this new thing, or whatever. So it's like a stream of consciousness, like it's just effortless. And it's like, it's the procrastinator's dream come true, really, because you don't have to think about it. You just kind of, bosh, that's it. I always encourage anybody just to just to go for it, because you you quickly discover that it's, it's okay, mm. you know, and... Um, Someday, you know, I don't, I, some days it's more of an effort and I, I just, I feel, some days you just feel self-conscious and you think, oh, I can't do this. I feel like a dick. No one likes me anyway. This is bullshit. I'm not going to do it. But then that's just, I don't know which bit of the brain that is, is saying that, but you just have to go, fuck off, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. And no one cares. No one cares more than you do anyway. Like when you post something that's more like less tarnished and less brush stroked. Yeah. This people react to they want to talk about and um and engage with you on and it's and yeah less less bollocks more real that's what i think less bollocks more real i like that <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
Um, yeah, because I think people can kind of smell that, you know, uh, fake bakery. You know, when yeah. people just kind of like posturing and giving all the big in, and it's like, yeah, who cares really? We, we have this technology now in our in our hands, and uh, I think we are looking for. Obviously, we live in this world of, of there's a lot of you know fakeness and photoshopness and everything's like glossy but we we know real life isn't like that so i think there's a kind of hunger for for well yeah authenticity and realness mm. so that's what i would like to try to maintain really um there's no point trying to pretend you know you're anything that you're not it's the same with uh, particularly with social media and instagram there was this emphasis on like number of followers and um people buying fake followers but why would you do that it's like i've always likened it to um stuffing a bra or you know stuffing a sock down your boxes to make yourself look bigger than you are yeah. when really when it comes down to it that's who you are that's all, that's all you've got yeah. and you can tell uh, the ones that are doing it because they might have like ten thousand followers but you can the the engagement on the on the content is probably quite low if they're getting like less than 100 likes on a picture probably most of their followers aren't real um so i was like oh, that's stupid like why would you want to do that no so i'd avoid that i i'm happy with the the kind of like the community that i've built and i don't need it to be any bigger i'd rather it didn't grow any bigger at all mm -hmm. but i just kept the people that are there you know engaged and uh, happy and hopefully selling things now and again yeah. and that's it how's lockdown been for you um really weird yeah it's been yeah it's been strange i'm really glad to have uh, got the shop open again this week mm. um i've been here a lot anyway during lockdown just because i couldn't i tried to work from home and it wasn't really me mm. i couldn't get into work mode i'd um get up and make my coffee and take the dog for a walk but then rather than come all the way here um we would just kind of about turn and then come back home and then i'd sit down in front of the laptop and kind of go right what are we going to do then and then by about midday i would just be like fuck this <laughs> and i realized this rattling around on my own isn't where it, where it's at i think because i'm a quite a social creature mm. and obviously being in a, a shop environment and just having that kind of constant you know all those little interruptions and being because my desk literally overlooks the street i can i can see all the way down the street people wave at me when they go past mm. they come in and say hi they you know but this the stuff i used to moan about people coming in and killing time and just talking to me mm. when they've got nothing else to do <laughs> and uh and i realized i actually really miss that and i think i need that and without that i just felt a bit like oh, like yeah it just wasn't good it wasn't great so I started to first couple of weeks were yeah they were hard because um, Jess obviously she's a care worker so she was working loads so and I wasn't used to just being on my own that much it was very strange um, and obviously I wanted to continue doing the stuff that I normally do um, but it was like I I struggled to get interested in it so I was like well here's a shot of my kitchen <laughs> here's me making coffee. And here's me sitting at a table and I'm like, this is fucking boring. Like, it's going to be just like a mass exodus of followers now. But then I think what people said was they they found it interesting watching my weird struggle at home. You were struggling to, to make yourself a cup of coffee because you obviously yeah. 
road every day to get your yeah and, oat milk flat white from Steve right. Street and obviously none of that anymore it was really good because you just would go right I'm going to try this and then I'm going to try this and then you had this like frothy thing and oh I hope he find I hope he works out how to make his own you're <laughs> <laughs> really man you'll get it you'll nail it you'll get a decent cup of coffee I think by week three I did eventually nail it I got a mucker pot thing from yeah. John Lewis and someone recommended this milk broth thing it looks like this amazing thing that just sits in the, in the corner of the kitchen but you put your oat milk or whatever in that and you press a button and it warms it up and froths it for you so you don't need to use this manual frother mm. so yeah that's good and now I now I do it and that's what's in the flask every day um so yeah but that was a genuine I know it's such a bloody first world problem type things have isn't it yeah but that was my struggle <laughs> that <laughs> but these are like oh, so things that you learned in lockdown is, is there anything else that you yeah. like, um I think we made banana bread like everyone else did I did a home workout probably just one and then I gave yeah, up on that session all them things like you know oh, i'll read all those books now i'll finish that chapter i never finished from holiday last year mm. and you know I'll, like you kind of suddenly think oh well i could do anything mm. and then you end up sort of doing nothing apart from drinking gin at sort of quarter four every day because you're like oh fuck it the world's ended now let's just have a drink and feel better you know, on some day because it was all like it was hard wasn't it for everyone i think so none of us knew what was going on and mm. it was genuinely like Ah, uh, so some days just kind of soldiering on, getting out of bed and sort of facing the day was like a heroic act. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It was quite tra traumatic, wasn't it, for everyone? You know, that lack of social, uh, socialising, lack of human contacts, everything was just like, oh shit, are we all going to get sick and die? Mm -hmm. It was very strange, this whole existential nightmare that we, sort of, we were thrown into suddenly. Yeah. Really, really mad. And I think we've you know we're kind of coming out the other side now and I feel quite proud really we've, we've done all right still here we've made it so for you has it been procrastination or determination during lockdown it's been a bit of both really um I think that the struggle was to to set the bar a little bit lower to set the expectations a bit lower and realize that I'm not going to come in and open a shop and print things uh like a maniac and hopefully set enough things to hit my kind of daily target and just to kind of go well you know if I manage to do this and this today then that's that's okay that's enough and then allow myself to feel you know the stress and everything of, of the whole situation that the world is in mm -hmm. and and kind of and just breathe and be like oh okay it's fine don't expect too much from yourself go sit in the sun for a bit mm. and just sit in the sun actually felt great you know spend but come in to just fulfill some orders go to the post office and then I'm home by three o'clock sitting in my deck chair um with the sun on my face that felt like really good yeah and that's that, that's not really the me pre-COVID-19 that would have done that so I used to be such a kind of workaholic I'd have been here until six or seven every day until I'm like literally exhausted and then I kind of call home and eat dinner and relax so it's it's been a kind of a good lesson in uh in just you know letting yourself uh going a bit easier on, on myself you know I think um just kind of 
yeah just set the bar a bit lower i think when you work for yourself it's it's really easy to overwork yourself and uh undervalue breaks you know i never i never normally i never used to take a lunch break mm. uh yesterday a friend of mine um turned up uh byron johnson he has a podcast actually i'll send you the link to his podcast very good um he turned up um he, he lives in guildford and uh, his his mum lives in Folkestone. came down to see her and we went for a walk down harbour arm and we got something to eat and we sat there and we spent like a leisurely like 40 minutes or something the old me would not have done that you know um so and that was really nice and i said to him you know what i think i need to do this more often because i would normally uh i wouldn't have a lunch i would just kind of carry on and then by about half two three o'clock i'm like crashing i've run out of energy and the rest of the afternoon's pretty useless really um whereas i think if you have a little break and recharge and refuel and everything and then you come back and then i actually managed to do quite a lot of work yesterday afternoon which was great which is silly isn't it because normally you think like no mustn't stop must carry on so much to do more boxes to tick blah 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 but then you have to take a little break you know the the go brain wants you just to fucking go but the navigator has to slam the brakes in some time and go actually you need to rest now monkey boy because otherwise you're going to burn out by three o'clock like you do every day yeah uh, so yeah that's something i've had to learn and i think that was that was determination actually i think yeah but then on the days when you know you you set yourself a task you think i'm going to do this but then you because i'm like the master of creative procrastination as well like there's something i have to do mm. but then i'll do something else and i'll be like oh but i'm doing this now and i'm i trick myself into thinking that's like a slightly more important task probably not it's probably really frivolous but it might be something creative like retouching some pictures or writing some spiel or playing the guitar and actually those things are really important as well you know we need those things yeah yeah, yeah. what you say about um having taking breaks i never used to do that as well in the office i yeah. go I sit down and that's it. I don't get up from my desk other than to occasionally go to the toilet. But if I can stop myself from doing that, I will. There's a couple of people I know that, that are very, very high, highly productive, highly functional uh, people. Mm. Um, both of them are quite technical. Um, one is um, Seb Grant, who's, um, he, he writes and develops software and does all those kind of things. Um, and for as long as I've known him, he will, he will be like smashing whatever he's got to do. But then he will like go, right, I'm going to go and play Call of Duty now for half an hour. Mm. And he'll smash that and then he'll come back and then he'll carry on. And I've always admired that. And um, Alan, Alan Godden, who's an Android developer, yeah. um, he used to work at this very table um, when he didn't, um, he didn't go into London. And he would be smashy smash. And then about every hour or so, he would just walk out of the shop really determinedly, like he's got to go get something. He didn't have to get anything. He would just like, do a circuit at the park or something and then come back and then carry on and i was i would just be stood there at the counter like that's amazing how does he do that he's taking a break how it's, revolutionary is that <laughs> i think that's what really highly productive people do they let themselves have little breaks i've got that's a so important. developer who's very similar to that he's very um he just he comes into the office. He actually runs to the office every day, so he makes sure he does his run every morning, um, right. which is about five miles. I think he runs every morning. He sits down at his desk, gets on with his coding. He's just like in the zone. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And then at twelve o'clock on the dot, gets up, 
just yeah. storms out of the office and does like a, run, a walk around the block and you just see him power yeah. walking down the road and I'm like there yeah. he is <laughs> that's <laughs> like, it that's the android developer power walk and uh, yeah and then he comes back and he's ready for the afternoon I don't do that I just sit at my desk and then I go into that slum in the afternoon yeah so yeah and you're like oh why do I feel shit where's your energy gone You've been stood here for six hours, you know, wanker. You need to fucking sit down and maybe eat something, you know. Coffee only gets you so far. Exactly. Ugh, this yeah. whole lockdown, I've been able to go and sit in the garden because we've been very lucky with the weather. Today is not so nice, but yeah. um, generally it's been quite fabulous. And uh, so I'll take and lunches, lunch breaks have suddenly become very exciting as well because. <laughs> <laughs> Gone are the days where I used to just go and get some kind of crap sandwich from um, Asda. Yeah. I'll make like yeah. a really good um, gourmet kind of lunch. So like yeah. avocado and some poached eggs or some Ooh. fried beans or whatever. And I'll turn it into a little masterpiece and then photograph it. <laughs> then yeah, bang on Instagram. Fantastic. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I sit, and then I sit outside and and like just sit there for like half an hour like you say sit in the deck chair or something and just get the sun on your yeah. face that is rejuvenating and then you feel re like you're ready for the afternoon but one thing yeah. I do, since I think actually I do work longer hours so I'll find myself coming back to the computer at about nine o'clock at night and doing things until about yeah. 12 because it's here um so it's it's but then sometimes I don't so I kind of mix it all up so it's interesting yeah I think I've been quite privileged to have a, a workplace to come to and to get into that mode and then to leave again when it's time to stop but obviously I do have a laptop now so and yeah actually I'll, I'll sometimes sit uh in the morning and just like check email at home which is nice because that's normally the first thing I do when I come to the shop um so I can kind of get some of the administrative stuff out of the way and then when I come here I can be more like shop focused you know so I've already like ticked a few boxes and I can just be like right I'm gonna I'm gonna print now or whatever so yeah it's good it's it's been good it's been a good shape up hasn't it I think yeah and I hope I think it's been quite an interesting shift in it's made people think about um what's important I think in their lives um yeah. what's important like why I spent so much time driving places whereas I've actually why I, I've got a lot around me that I don't need to drive to um yeah yeah, I don't know. It's it's good. But um, the other uh, yeah, the other thing I was just going to say one uh, weird thing about working from home that me and Amy keep talking about is that we've spent the last thirteen weeks, I think, in this little house, but we've kind of zoned it. So her room upstairs has been turned into like the music production studio. My desk at the dining room is like the work boring office center. There's a bit <laughs> yeah. more creative area over there and then in that room I've turned it into the little yoga studio and you nice. like um the same kind of you have these different feelings like when you're in work mode when you're in yoga mode yeah. and it's just really interesting that it's still we haven't left the house it's all happening all of yeah. those things are happening within this one little place um but it feels like we've been to lots of different places so we'll come and yeah we'll, down at the end of the day and we have dinner together and we discuss our day and it's like we've been out to, to work yeah. or something but really we're just upstairs and downstairs in the same house so it's really, really amazing <laughs> yeah my friend Jack was saying something about that the other day you've got to 
kind of create little spaces so mm. even if it's the kitchen table I do I do this here these hours of the day you know if you've got like a tiny backyard or something or balcony you can go there and that's where you exercise or whatever and then you know little pockets of different because we associate different like places with obviously different activities so um the, yeah it's been really hard to get into the the home workout mode i really admire anyone that's really been smashing that because i've i always just i kind of switch that on when i walk through the door of the gym yeah. and it's been really hard to switch that on anywhere else really hard um I, but i think you're um oh sorry the home workouts did you say yeah yeah i, I can i can get into various modes at home but it's very difficult to kind of go i'm gonna work out now that's why you know? that's why I'm giving these yoga classes for free because it was the only yeah. way that will motivate me to stay on top of it. So I do it every day. Right, yeah. I have people there coming to these classes. So um, every day I've been doing yoga and it's been really, really good. And, mm -hmm. um, and then also like running as well. Like I'm, I'm quite a big, I, I enjoy running anyway. So I haven't really missed the gym. It's bizarre. I used to, yeah. the thing that I miss from the gym is, um, like high intensity workout things, so body attack. I yeah. used to, the same feel. I get the same euphoric feeling from going to a body attack class that I than I used to get when I used to go to like fabric. Wow! Yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I could I could run around the park or something. I guess I just I like I miss the I guess the equipment. You know, the squat racks and stuff. Yeah. Just lifting heavy things. I don't get. Um, at all yeah i see i used to do a lot of high intensity workouts and stuff i think since i met byron uh a year or so ago i just changed my whole style of um gym going activities now i just i like to try and lift things now yeah. which is weird i never thought i'd be one of those do you know what people. i never thought you'd really be nice <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really good. i think it's quite efficient as well like you because you only need to do rather than spending like a bit of time on like a thousand different pieces of equipment you only need to do like three things yeah you just you squat and you deadlift and you bench press and then that's li literally it again you kind of do 10 minutes there 10 minutes there, 10 minutes there <laughs> and then you're gone and you actually what's it called uh they're compound moves so they hit like the the largest number of muscles and muscle groups um mm. so you don't need to spend ages like on separate muscles you just do those things and it kind of it's it's an all-in-one thing so it's quite efficient i think that's why i like it yeah you know, get in and get out what is the thing that you procrastinate most about okay i was going to ask you that actually yeah um i think well currently is posting something to instagram because like i said i use it in a really lazy way i just use it for doing stories mm. uh, i haven't actually posted anything for ages and um, i was having a chat with um, a friend of mine called um, Brian Nicholson, who's a really, really good photographer in um, Newcastle, um, and he uh, he keeps restarting his feed. He'll kind of like he'll he'll post loads of stuff, then he'll delete everything, and then he'll start over. And it's every time he kind of like rethinks his editing process, or he'll look at everything and kind of go, "Ugh, I don't know whether that's the best I can do. I'll start over." Mm. And in a way, it's a kind of it's the creative battle isn't it you know and it's the same reason that I barely post anything because it's like there's a lot of writing on that one post it's like is this current is this you know the most the best thing I can 
say right now and it just I think it's just a breeding ground for so much more overthinking and uh so I'm yeah definitely procrastinating about that it's been weeks I think maybe even a couple of months since I posted anything is that because it's so that's sorry because it's more permanent yeah yeah it's because it's more permanent yeah so that's an issue I think stories are more disposable aren't they they're just off the moment they'll be gone tomorrow whereas yeah it's almost like if it's on your feet it's like a permanent record um so yeah it's more like that that'll be your legacy won't it what's left um so it feels heavier and more important somehow so when you're storing you just kind of you just kind of um wax lyrical and you're going to go go with it yeah any idea in your mind what you're going to discuss or like how your story is going to pan out throughout the day or is it just going to be like not really yeah. <laughs> i'm just um winging it i'm just going to plug it just going to plug in my laptop just winging it really um i think that's the best way just not to um you know, not think too much about it like i say just if, if you think too much about it then you won't do it so it's better just to kind of like just do it sometimes i think I need to say something about this. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I just press the button and I just start talking. Um, I, maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe I should rehearse it a bit more because I think often if, I, if I'm trying to say something important, it probably comes out really ineloquently. And um, just like a lot of it's just me putting a weird face and a long silence. And then, event, then I'll just type something over the top of it because yeah. I probably didn't get to the point. Um, you yeah, and then load them, or you just go straight to record on the story thingy, or do you review them? Yeah, back? straight to. Yeah, straight. the only the only things that I uh, sort of pre-record are like when I do time lapses. Yeah. So anytime like when we were uh, repainting the floor of the shop, or um, you know, changing any of the displays, or if I'm basically anytime I'm doing something that's going to be like a bit long and arduous, but quite physical. Um, I'll just stick my phone somewhere and then do a time lapse of it, okay. um, just because I think it looks funny. Do you remember like Art Attack with Neil Buchanan? Yes. And he would do. He was like the original master of like these time lapses. He would do these big, big pieces like on the floor with bits of stuff. Cute. And I used to love that. So I feel like I'm kind of like channeling my inner Buchanan <laughs> when I'm doing a time lapse. And so that's the only thing that I kind of edit a bit. Or, or if like a weird customer comes in and I have a weird conversation or something silly happens in the shop and I will download the, the bit of video from the CCTV camera and edit that a bit, normally like speed it up or just chop it up a bit. Um, but that's the only thing that is really kind of, um, I guess, time consuming or any kind of thought goes into, mm. you know. Um, so I try to intersect my boring, like, uh, meandering uh, diatribes about life with things like that because it kind of makes it more interesting I think hopefully it breaks up the tedium as well as sharing and sharing other people's posts as well I try to like be informative if possible yeah. you know so if I see something that's like fuck I have to share that like something you know whatever it is um, I'll, I'll try and share that so it's not just about like silliness you know sometimes it's like oh this is actually really important information so i feel it's like my responsibility to uh, to share it it's good disseminate it amongst the people yeah yeah 
but no really genuinely like the, just the day-to-day stuff there's no thought that goes into it i'll if i if i point my phone down the street and i'll put like the day of the week and then i normally put some gifts over it and that's just really it's like a creative thing for me it's like a little outlet i just like just it's just a bit of fun really mm. um sometimes instagram crashes and doesn't post it and it just loses the whole thing which is really annoying so i'm trying to give up the um the gifts um, yeah i would just go for it just start showing people what you what you're doing how you feel be be brave you know mm. tell it tell it how it is and um yeah just put yourself out there also show the show the process you know sometimes i think we we often focus on like the, the end result here's this product here's how i look now or whatever you know whatever it is people want to know how you arrived at that so it's really useful to show that process or even invite people to uh to contribute to that process as well you know uh, which i quite often do if i'm stuck on you know making a design decision uh i'll go here's this what do you think of it and then literally invite a conversation to happen where people go oh yeah that's that's awesome or no do that one not that one or or don't do that that's shit or whatever but it's it's so useful to have that feedback you know yeah and also that's just lovely for the followers as well because they really like to be a part of it as well i think when you can engage yeah. that level yeah it should be it should be a community it should be a two-way street you know cool thank you that's good tips i'm going to take your tips on board you have a very distinctive and very um unique way of doing what you do so i love also your coffee thing um which is you've even got a hashtag for that now haven't you and people like send oh, you yeah. <laughs> yeah. demonstrations My friend aaron started that aaron miles started that yeah uh colin's coffee sip yeah and coffee. people actually drink coffee and they they'll send me a little video of themselves doing that every day which is really funny <laughs> amazing that was that was a result of boredom as well that was like i was just it was probably about three years ago now i started doing that and i was just like oh i've got nothing nothing important or interesting to say i'm just standing here drinking coffee so i was like right well that's it i'll just that's it there you go and then just kept doing it because i thought it was funny <laughs> i remember you doing that i thought was very brave was um pulling out like some like some of the t-shirt designs that you'd get in that were a yeah. like oh risque and and kind of yeah people out on them and i was thinking gosh i wonder if these people are going to be watching him on these instagram stories <laughs> oh yeah some of the really bad ones um yeah i've always done that kind of custom print of the day thing and sometimes it's like this is awesome check this out but yeah sometimes it's like i've just printed this for someone it's fucking terrible but um here it is anyway it's you know it's real isn't it it's not just it's not just the good amazing things it's like yeah. the kind of shitty thing as well yeah. you know because that's what life is isn't it definitely it's a bit of both yeah. <laughs> all right well i'm going to use this as an opportunity to wrap it up but thank you so much okay i speak to you thank you so much colin for taking the time to talk to me i really enjoyed hearing about what you procrastinate most over and what gets your belly fired up thank you also for your many tips when it comes to instagram I'm certainly going to take some of those on board. That's just so long as I don't procrastinate. 
You can keep up with everything Mr. White is doing by following his label on Instagram at The Quartermasters or heading over to his website, qm.clothing. Stay tuned for more conversations coming up on the rabbit hole in the not-so-distant future. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Bye.